We are inching closer to the Sugar Bowl at 11 o'clock this Saturday. Also, it's time for Alabama basketball to tip it back off. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein. That's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Oh, I'm all right. Uh, man, great, great. We're recording this Wednesday morning. It's a great sports day today. Uh, SEC opening day in basketball for the uh, for 10 teams playing SEC basketball games today. And uh, the bowl, the bowl lineup today is by far the best of the holidays so far. Oh, yeah. Today's bowl games are going to be uh, they should be a lot of fun for sure. Um, I'm trying to desperately find Oh, Wisconsin beat Oklahoma State last night. I just saw that. Dang it. Luke Fickle, 1-0. and oh. There was no way I was staying up for that, and I'm doing a little bowl contest with my kids and some neighbors or whatever, and dang. Okay, well, I'm 1-1. One one. Anywho, nobody cares. Um, Jimmy, let's talk Alabama basketball for a minute. They tip off the SEC play tonight with Mississippi State. Now, look, the great thing about playing uh, December 28th is that the student shouldn't be back. Um, you know, I, that's the one – big bonus I think there is for a game like this that you'd rather play on the road uh, late December than than play at home because that that's one game where you know there won't be a full crowd. Now, look, I don't know that Mississippi State's been packing out the hump anyway, but I think that they would have a much better shot of having a rowdy group of uh, Bulldogs there if the students were at school, but they're not. So I think that this game will – have sort of a lackluster atmosphere is my guess. I mean, it's, it's just my guess. Um, and I'm glad we're playing them early and knocking this one out. Yeah, uh, it's huge. And this is why, I mean, we're, we're going to say that before all 18 SEC games, but but some literally are bigger than others. And this one's really big. And this is why uh, I think Alabama has a legitimate chance to win the SEC. I think they're, they're that good uh, that the SEC is a, a really good conference and it's going to be very tough to do this, but I think this team's capable of winning the SEC and, and, and the formula is easy. If you want to win the SEC, you don't have to go nine and zero on the road. That's, that's nearly impossible. Uh, you don't even really have to go seven and two on the road, but you better go minimum four and five on the road and five and four is a really good idea. So somehow you've got to find, four road salute minimum to win the SEC. And this is a winnable road game, uh, partly for the reason Luke already outlined. Uh, it's not going to be uh, the most intimidating of environments because the school is still on Christmas break. Uh, people are still at home with their families. And this will not, shouldn't be a packed out crazy environment, though it won't be easy. Uh, probably Mississippi State doesn't have a ton of students from California and New York anyway. They're probably somewhat local compared to a lot of SEC teams. So I, I do think there will be some some fans there for sure. But uh, I've seen Mississippi State play a couple of times. I know their team pretty well. Uh, they are like uh, – they're very – they'll remind people a lot of some Alabama teams from the past. They're extremely athletic. They are committed to the defensive end, unlike almost any team you'll see. They they play suffocating defense, and they're long. They'll be a little bit like looking in the mirror. This is a team of long, and they're long inside uh, and very athletic. 
But what separate what makes Mississippi State sort of average and Alabama great is Alabama has a lot of those same traits, but Alabama can score in droves, and Mississippi State has a hard time scoring against air. Uh, they're not a good team in terms of putting the ball in the basket at all. Uh, they haven't been all year. They haven't beaten too many good teams because they haven't played too many good teams. They're also not battle-tested like Alabama. So it will be tough. Winning any SEC road game is hard, uh, and they are very good defensively. This is probably not going to be one of Alabama's better offensive games uh, because Mississippi State – because give credit to them. They, they, they will play tough. They will force a lot of turnovers, and we know what we do even when we're not playing a great defensive team. So I don't think it'll be easy. I don't think it'll be a blowout by any means, but I think this is one of the more winnable road games on the schedule. So it, it really is in many ways. If you want to win the SEC, Luke, tonight is sort of a must. Uh, you're not going to face too many more winnable road games than this one in this league. No, I'm right there with you. Um, I think this is a huge one to start off because the Alabama's starting slate you, at Mississippi State, Ole Miss at home, Kentucky at home, at Arkansas. I mean, whew, that's daunting. And you don't – I mean, yeah, it, two and two is certainly feasible. Shoot, one and three is feasible out of that, really. But it's also – this team can – go three and one in that stretch. I don't know that they can go four and oh, but I think they can go three and one for sure. Now, Arkansas is dealing with a lot of injuries. So maybe, you know, when we come to that, uh, things will be a little bit different. But um, that's why I'm so uh, happy about the fact that that the students won't be there, that it probably won't be as raucous. I mean, I I know I keep harping on this because our team is also so very young. And while they have faced some adversity, they have played on the road in Houston, probably one of the crazier environments you can play in. Uh, this year, they've played uh, neutral site games against very good teams and all this. So maybe they won't get shook no matter what it is. But um, first league game is like starting a whole new season. And so I think mentally it's good to go play a team that's not going to have uh, not going to be at full throat in terms of the capacity of the, the venue. So I'm, I'm really hoping for a win here. I, I'm a little bit sketchy of the uh, two point. Alabama as a favorite uh, a bit Las Vegas line that um, I, it feels like it should be more than that. And so the fact that it is only two worries me now, you know, everybody loves to talk about how Vegas gets it right. So often they miss a lot too. So, I mean, don't read a ton into that, but as a guy who's done a lot of betting in his lifetime, um, <laughs> I can tell you when a line looks fishy and you're like, I don't care how fishy that looks. I got to jump all over that. That's what they were counting on. So um, they were counting on it. (laughs) They were like, you know, what was that old line from that politician? If you bait that hook with beer and women, you'll catch me every time. Vegas has caught me many times with beer and women. It's a line we cannot say on this show, and we probably couldn't say on this show if we were PG-13+. plus. But yes. Yeah, the only the only way we could say that line is if we were just doing a pod that only you and I could listen to. Um, (laughs) So, Jimmy, do you think we win tonight? Uh, I do. Uh, I I do think Alabama will win. Uh, I think Alabama will win sort of ugly. Uh, I'm going to give Mississippi State this level of credit. I think they will play so well at what they do. They will make the game ugly. And our fans that don't uh, keep up with SEC basketball like we do and the listeners of the show do, (laughs) they're going to be furious online because Alabama played so poorly. Uh, No, Mississippi State's – to sort of drag us into the mud and uh, their tempo. They want to play slow. They want to play half court. 
They want a turnover-filled game. They want a game that's that's won 59 to 57. <laughs> uh, they will do enough of that to make the game sort of uh, ugly, for lack of a better word. But uh, Alabama has too much firepower. Alabama has too much individual talent. And Alabama will find a way uh, to impose their will and win the game how they want to win it, uh, at least enough to win the game. I, I, I say it. I mean, if people want to score, I'm going to say uh, 72-62 Alabama uh, wins somewhat comfortably but far from our prettiest game of the year. Yeah, Bama Online had an article, and they usually do you know three predictions for basketball games. They said first one to 65 wins. I think that's a very, very good point. I think that is a, a good prognostication. So I, I could go with that. So I'd say Alabama wins 68 to 61. How about that? Jimmy, let me tell everybody about Bet Online. If you want to bet on this Alabama game, you'll bet on any of the games today, bowl games, basketball, NBA, whatever. I'm going to an NBA game tonight. I'm going to see the Hawks play the Brooklyn Nets with my family. My family can't wait to go uh, see it. It's going to be fun. Get to see Trey Young. Get to see uh, Kevin Durant. Looking forward to it. And you know what? I may bet on that game on betonline.net because that is where the game starts. Betonline.net is where you want to go to get that bet in because it's absolutely the best gambling website on the planet. Go to betonline.net, use them ASAP, sign up, and just do whatever you want to do, baby. You can do it. You can do it right there. You can buy hooks. You can play parlays. You can play teasers. You can bet on whatever you want to at betonline.net. Betonline.net is where the game starts. All right, Jimmy, you were intrigued this morning by an article on your own three message board, uh, Bama Insider. So uh, I'm just going to let you run with it for a minute. You said you got a rant? Rant, baby, rant. <laughs> yeah, it got me fired up. It wasn't so much an article as a post by one of our better posters on that board over there. Uh, and he, w- he was relaying, um, and, and I didn't see, it's not going to be fair because I didn't see the segment, but a, a segment on Paul Feinbaum's show yesterday where he discussed with uh with uh uh Marler uh the uh uh Chris uh Marler the uh uh you know kind of a funny guy well known around the SEC good good dude uh he's got some good takes but they were discussing something uh Marler and Feinbaum uh that, that I think is just insanely off they were based on the the post I read on the board kind of discussing what's all wrong with Alabama uh, having to do with losing 40 guys in, in the last four classes to, to attrition and uh, or however, however many guys, the 2018 class losing like over 40 guys to attrition. And that's what, what, what Alabama would have won it all last year and would win it all this year without that attrition. It's wrong. It's just horribly erroneously wrong. The attrition is the reason Alabama's good. The attrition is the reason Alabama played for the national championship in 2020. Alabama won the national championship in 2020. And the reason Alabama missed the playoff this year by one snap and one game. They lost two games by two snaps. And they were this close. Fifth, not 55th. What I've been saying all the time on the show. We're not 55th. We're fifth. One spot out of the playoff. And it's because of the attrition. Look, this... There's so much simple math that people do not understand about this sport. And this math is done every day in great American schools by third graders. There are only 85 players on the team. If you sign 25 every year, years, 
Five times 25 is 125. What do you know? 125 minus 85 is what? 40. Oh, look, a magic number. 40. You have to have significant attrition if you want to sign 25 guys every year. You're, you're not graduating 25 a year. You're not sending 25 guys to the NFL every year. No one's ever done that. I think the most ever drafted in a year by any school of all time is 15. Okay, not 25. You have to have significant attrition every year if you want to bring in 25. Why is Alabama so successful under Nick Saban? The signing classes, the tremendous amount of talent that shows up every December and in, in the early signing period or every February on the normal signing day. That's why the dynasty was created. That's why the dynasty lasted for so long. It's why Alabama is going to be good again next year. It's brought in on signing day. Well, you can't sign 25 plus. Alabama signed 28 this class, 28. You can't sign that many players and bring in that much talent without kids leaving out the door. There's not room. I know Nick Saban's magical. He cannot change the basic laws of third grade math. You can't have more than 85. That means every year, you 10, 10 guys minimum, 10 guys minimum have to hit that portal and leave if you want to bring in 25, okay? Also, who's leaving that's aggrieved? Who's leaving that said they were cut? Who's leaving that says, uh, I hate Nick Saban and what Alabama did to me? Nobody. All these kids are leaving on their own. This is all by grand design, okay? No one's getting their feelings hurt. Alabama is, as, is, is a very, very good football team. Again, uh, one of my other rants is uh, all the posts I read daily about uh, you, you, the, 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 the dynasty is dead, which is a Paul Feinbaum thing, by the way. Alabama finished fifth. Alabama didn't finish fifth because they lost by by twenty five to Michigan at home. They didn't, uh, you know, that they, they didn't get blown out at South Carolina. Okay, they lost two games to top ten teams on the road by two plays, and now the dynasty's dead. And now we're we're not good anymore because we've run off forty guys. And other than Drew Sanders, I want to hear the guy that was run off, or I want to hear the guy that got in the portal and left. That's better than the current guy Alabama has in the lineup. Saturday against Kansas State, who other than Drew, who was a guy Alabama fought to keep, other than Drew, who left that improves Alabama on Saturday? Per Marler and Feinbaum, there's dozens. I want to hear one other than Drew that's better than the player Alabama will put in the lineup on Saturday against Kansas State. So that's the end of the rant. It's too Whoa. early for me to get fired up like that. Y'all need to. You'll need to spring this stuff on me a little later in the day, by the way. Well, it, it obviously is everybody else's fault. I appreciate you pointing that out. Um, <laughs> uh, I, you know, here's the other thing, though. And every time, and I, I get, I'm not saying you got suckered into it. I'm saying I get suckered into it. And I think we all do. That Paul Feinbaum is not going to have record listenership if he says, hey, you know, things in Alabama aren't as bad as they seem. You know, guys, y'all calm down a little bit. He's going to have record listenership if he says the dynasty is dead, y'all suck, um, Alabama is essentially Missouri now, um, and y'all just got to deal with it. I mean, it's what did uh, the Eagles saying dirty laundry? Or was it was it the Eagles or just one of the Eagles? I think it was Henley. I think dirty laundry was Don Henley. Yeah, Don Henley saying, you know, and it's true. I mean, hey, uh, 
get the widow on the headset. I mean, get the widow on the set, you know, because she, you want her there crying on TV to talk about whoever died, you know, her husband who died or whatever, or her partner. I don't know if I how PC I need to be with this. Um, <laughs> I don't That's think they were early eighties or something. I don't think they'd invented PC yet. Uh, I mean, yeah. Anywho, um, you're right. So it's, it's sad that, that people latch on to these things and they, they make it seem like you're right. I mean, it is fifth versus 55th. Now, my first thought to that, just to be contrarian, was if I were having this argument with a rival fan, I'd probably say, yeah, but you didn't make the playoffs. That's the whole thing. You always make the playoffs, right? Ha, ha, ha. But you're right. It, it should be, instead of let's all get mad at the fact that we lost these two games by one snap each, I think this is a time for us to reflect and rejoice in what we've accomplished. And I say we – because I, I can't stand it when people are like, I don't, I hate it when people say we and they're talking about Alabama or we and they're talking about LSU or we and they're talking about Ohio State. See, I, I think that's fair because if you are a fan, if you have sacrificed, if you've driven to a game, if you've gone to an away game, if you know somebody on the team, if you've uh, missed work to watch a game or uh, been lazy at work because you were listening to a game on the radio, if you've sacrificed anything to be a part of that team, uh, I think you should be able to revel in their success. Not not exactly like them, but I mean, if you're a Republican or a Democrat and your candidate wins, you celebrate, but you don't get any of the benefits that those guys are going to get. You don't get like this awesome health care. You don't get a, a big pay raise and get to keep all of your uh, campaign donations. You don't get all that. You just get to rejoice in the guy you pulled for one. And I think that's fair. So I think it's very fair to say, we, when it comes to Alabama, we should um, just be happy in the fact that of what we've accomplished un- while understanding that, yeah, there's some things that got to change. And there are things that are changing. I mean, we just had the number one class by a long shot. Um, I feel quite certain we're at least going to have one new coordinator. We might not have two new coordinators, but we're going to at least have one new coordinator. And that's going to be a great start. And then next year we have another fun schedule and we're going to be good again. So everybody just chill a little bit. Jay, let's take a break. We'll be back in just one second. All right, buddy. Was there anything else on that rant you didn't feel like you touched on your rant? Uh, I'll probably continue to rant about it a little bit and break it down more on the Bama Insider Board uh, as we break down that attrition to prove to everyone that has any concern at all that, that that's one of the reasons Alabama is sunk all the way to the Sugar Bowl some uh, that's so true <laughs> but no I, 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 and again i'm not ignoring the fact i think chris felica uh you know posted uh, several weeks ago or tweeted several weeks ago that 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 maybe like one fourth of the games alabama's played in decided by by seven points or less have happened in the past two seasons I, that i get that i get that there are a lot more close games all of a sudden to me it's indicative that there needs to be an adjustment. Nick Saban needs to make an adjustment in terms of how we are playing offensively and defensively. There needs to be an adjustment of some sort. But I'm pretty sure Nick Saban is sort of like, you know, famous for making adjustments. This is how he has been successful for so long. So I have absolute confidence in it. And even though Alabama's losing a ton of personnel to the NFL, I know we're broke and we have no talent because it all went out the door, yet we're about to put at 
least 12 players in the year record nine guys playing in the senior bowl. And we're about to put 12 players in the NFL, but it's all broke. Uh, you know, despite losing all that to the NFL, Alabama's going to be good again next year. They're going to be good again. Are they going to beat everybody next year 47 to nothing? No. And, and that's another thing. Here's another rant. We'll do more of this tomorrow. But another rant is, are we so far? There's some sort of belief out there that during the height of the dynasty, Alabama won every week 56 to nothing. No. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. They were very dominant, and they won national championships. They were in the playoffs most every year. They made it the BCS. They won three or four national championships. But even when winning three or four national championships in that span, you know what? They almost lost to a bad Tennessee team. They almost lost at Auburn, if not for Roy Upchurch. And that, was, that wasn't a good Auburn team. They did lose. They lost to Texas A&M in 2012. I think that A&M team lost three or four games. They lost to A&M then. They, they lost LSU in the regular season uh, and it's in 60 minutes. I mean, it wasn't – it's never been perfect. And now we want to fire everybody when it's not perfect. Yeah, that's so true. You know, a, a buddy of mine pointed out there's only two teams that have gone undefeated twice since 2000 uh, – Power Five teams, I guess, since 2000. Do you know who those team, two teams are? That have gone undefeated twice? Yeah. Alabama and yep. 09 and uh, I mean, Alabama did it twice. 20 and nine. 20 and, nine. and, and who else was... did it twice? Uh, LSU? No. Auburn. Oh, really? Oh, oh, 04 and 10. <laughs> That's weird. I mean, it's, it's just a weird little anomaly. Now sure. some other teams have gone undefeated um, and, and Boise state, I think has gone undefeated twice as well as I think it's Houston. I think Houston has also gone undefeated twice, I think. Yeah, the no, most Utah, common, not, not Houston, excuse me, Utah. I don't know why I was thinking Houston. The most Houston. common regular season record under Nick Saban is 11 and 1. <clears throat> yeah. But people act like it's 13 and 0 and you only play yeah. 12 games. And, I mean, everyone usually game. loses a game. They usually well, look, do. Here's the thing it's, it's our memories play tricks on us, Jimmy, um, that, you know, when you think about, when you think of a name like a Bo Jackson or a Herschel Walker, you think every play was a 75-yard touchdown run. Great Bo Jackson didn't have near the amount of yardage that you think he does. That's he just right. doesn't. He, Herschel kind of did because, I mean, I think he was used a little bit more uh, and he didn't have as many injury issues. But um, th those guys didn't have – I mean, same thing with Darren McFadden. I mean, you think every time he touched the ball it was a touchdown because the only thing – you don't remember his just getting a few yards. And see, when I think of Derrick Henry – I think of Derrick Henry like every time he touched the ball, he got seven yards. I don't know why I think of that. but um, And people forget Derrick Henry had a lot of long runs. He had a lot of long, big, nice runs. I mean, he was just – he could do it all. So what I'm saying is you forget the times Peyton Manning threw an interception. You forget the times Michael Jordan missed a game-winning shot. I mean, Michael Jordan had a whole commercial about, hey, I've, I've missed a bunch of shots. Y'all don't want to talk about those. And we're like, nah, let's still not talk about them. Let's still talk about how awesome you are. And so our memory, memories play tricks on us. And so we always think – and what else is funny? I think most everybody does believe Alabama, okay, typically we're, we're going to go 12-1. and one. Where's that one? In the, in the beginning of the season, right before it starts. But then when that one happens, everybody's like, fire everybody. I'm like, we thought this would happen. This is what we said would happen. Let's just see if we win the national championship. So – one other thing I want to cover, Jimmy, because it had sort of a, at least some of our friends and I think a lot of the internet in a, in a tizzy. Jalen Milrow was shown yeah. at wide receiver for 
12 seconds and people were like that's it get him on the field get him on the field at wide receiver get him away from being a quarterback he's a wide receiver he's too talented what an awesome wide receiver why is he not julio jones already i don't know he should already be in the pro bowl it was incredible how he how he caught that one lightly <laughs> easily thrown ball with no defense that 90 percent of everyone in the audience would have caught you know uh that, that any any uh, minor, any any ten year old girl softball player would have caught that ball. <laughs> Yet that, is so that Milrow needs to be running post the post the post Double sending him the post against the safeties. No, uh, it's one snap that Alabama was well one rep I should mean that everyone was well aware Alabama wanted that rep out there. There's, there's they no wanted doubt. everyone to see that, or it wouldn't have been. They wanted everyone to see. And by the way, I, I talked to a writer who was at practice yesterday, my my good partner Clint Lamb, uh, who was there at, at the the walkthrough at the practice. Uh, he said that that what we saw was the only time that happened. <laughs> well, because Jimmy he was so good, he didn't need to practice. <laughs> didn't need to practice What's wrong with you, son? I'm half convinced Bill O'Brien just, you know, because Bill O'Brien is so, so sick of people messing with him online that he saw the cameras and he's like, hey, Milro, go, go out there and stand in the wide receiver line for just two seconds. Let Eli throw you this ball. So it's, it's Bill O'Brien's revenge. Oh, that's <laughs> for being mean. That's, that's a great theory. Uh, yeah. All right. All right, buddy. I got her head, but uh, we'll be back tomorrow. So good luck, Crimson Tide, tonight. And until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.